0: That feel-good music lives here on WIGO AM 1570. Ellenwood, Morrow, Georgia. We are the
1: legendary WIGO Pace Center 1570 AM Atlanta.
2: author, speaker, advocate, and change agent. Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view on the new legendary WIGO AM 1570 begins right now. Hello, and
3: thank you so much, WIGO family. This is Dr. Bonnie Bonita, and it's just so wonderful to talk with you today today. God has just been truly a blessing to all of us. And I want to open with a prayer. Father God, we just thank you in the name of Jesus that you continue to take care of your flock, that you continue to increase, Father God, and that you continue To help the sick, the shut-in, the people that we know, the people that we love, the people that we don't know, even our enemies, Father God. We just pray that you continue to help each and every one of us live in our purpose and divine order, Father God. We just ask that you continue to flow the blessings and the grace and the mercy on each and every one of us every day. So we will follow your will Father God, not our will, but your will, that we will do the things that you want us to do, Father God. So when we meet and see you, you will say, well done. Well done. Father God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that today is going to be a great day. Tomorrow will be an even better day. Father God, we just ask that you send your angels of grace and mercy out above the flock to make sure That they remain believing in you, caring about you, loving you, and loving others the way that Christ loved the church. Father God, we think in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Today we have a wonderful guest, Sister Shelley Johnson. Hello, Miss Johnson.
0: Hey, Dr. Bonnie
3: how are you? I'm fine thank you so much for joining us here at WIGO where we just love and adore families and the fact that you came to mind uh, one of the listeners said that you were actually uh, voted to be a parent of the year for what you've done with your children and I just want to commend you for that Uh, I know that you have a loving warm family now uh, it's my understanding that you are single parent raising four children correct
0: yes ma'am i am
3: okay good and then the children how old are the children
0: so i have a set of twins they are one years old there are two girls i have a daughter that's eight and i have a son that's seven
3: okay and then the twins that are one year old how how uh, what's their names first of all
0: okay so um the oldest one her name is giselle and the one behind her is erin my daughter name is Zena, and my son name is brick as in brick house
3: Oh my God, that is amazing! Okay, now tell me how you came to be. Uh, a, a, first of all, a single parent. What what happened that led you to have to raise or care for four children by yourself?
0: Um. So with my um my two kids with their dad, we had a lot of history. We've been we was knowing each other for like at least four years before I started having kids by them. But okay. You know, I guess our life circumstances was different, so mm-hmm. I had to move forward. Um, and then seven years later, I tried it again with the twins' dad. Okay, and again, mm-hmm. our situation circumstances was just not meeting up. So here I am by myself raising four children. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not proud of it. I'm just dealing with it the best way I can. Okay. Like I wouldn't recommend my daughters to want to be a single parent at all. I, okay. I really feel like is really um best if both of the parents was just the co parent and just you know what I'm saying just be together, just build that child a foundation. I okay. I do think it matters mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah that's somewhat of you know, we just we just had different paths.
3: Okay. And then you talk about choices. So, and from my understanding, at one point you were homeless. Uh, take us back to that. And how did you become homeless? And, and how old were you at that time?
0: Um so I'ma take you extremely back and I'm gonna try to be brief with it as possible. That's okay, Um, take your
3: time. We're here.
0: So when I was eighteen I moved up here to Austell. I was living with one of my moms. Okay, um, when you
3: say up here, up here where? In Austell,
0: Georgia. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. where I first um started living at. And that's
3: a suburb of Atlanta. Yes. Okay, go ahead.
0: Mm -hmm. Um it was one of my mom's lady friends when they're a part of like this Eastern Star Um, group thing, I'm not really too I don't know too much information about it but um, I was living with her and I only was staying with her because it was a program in Atlanta, it was called the Covenant House and basically it was for teenagers who was out on the streets or homeless and they was basically trying to provide you like a guidance, basically how to become adult of the world, once you went in there and got stable, they helped you get an apartment and basically that was very easy to me so I wound up staying there in the Covenant House for like two weeks. I found me a job. I was a camp counselor. I was dealing with children. And then two weeks later, they saw that I was making progress, so they wound up granting me an apartment um, <clears throat> in southwest Atlanta off of Camperton. It was a nice little area. Um, and then by me being a part of the program, that's when I first met my two kids, uh, my first two kids' dad. And um, basically, we hit it off. um we were struggling then, and I don't know, I convinced, I want him to let him allow me to leave that place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So basically, we was homeless for a long time, sleeping under the bridge. I had jobs and everything, but for some strange reason, we were staying under the bridge. We didn't have to do that, mm-hmm. but we chose to do that. I mm-hmm. As wrong as it was, it gave me a, it, it kind of shed some light on basically just being strong-minded and basically just being more proactive and basically just, it's so hard to just talk about it and explain it. It's okay. Take your time. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. Um, Basically just having goals in life because at the at the moment we was young. I was like 19 and 20. He was 22 at the time. We didn't have any business living under no bridge. We was not on drugs. It was just a crazy idea. And it woke me up into reality. And
3: here I am now, built myself up. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me ask you a question. When you say you were living under a bridge, you mean that you were physically sleeping outside under a bridge? Yes, in a tent. In a tent okay and then and then you wh- where did you get the tent from
0: so I bought it from Walmart I had a job at the time I was working for some agents at the time they was giving they was give uh like 250 a week um okay I, I was making money to go live in a hotel
3: okay okay so okay and then what about where would you guys go to take a bath or for hygiene what what would you do I'm just trying to understand that as as, as a uh, a, a female. How how would were you caring for yourself, uh, cleanliness, et cetera, If you were living under a tent, uh, under the freeway.
0: Okay, so basically what we did was um, my um my two kids there at the time. His name is Keith. I'm gonna refer him to as Keith O'Brien. Mm-hmm. He, you know, was into network marketing. So what he did was he wound up getting an office. Okay. Um. I forgot what the office was called. But That's it was okay. I'm just trying the, to understand. Yeah, And they, they gave you like a free membership to use the gym. Once you joined, they gave you a, like a free membership to okay. use the day gym and the gym had, you know, showers and sauna rooms and all that forth. So okay. we would go, we would go in there and take baths and stuff and act like we was working out.
3: Okay. And then how long would you say that you were systematically homeless? How, for how long?
0: For like, Three months, because okay. the thing was, and I'm going to tell you the truth, there was a church. There was people from, like, churches They would come out there and feed us. Okay. And one time they came to my tent, and I had on clothes. I was dressed up. And they actually looked in that tent and looked at me crazy. They was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I don't know. I'm here with my boyfriend. It was his idea. And they was like, you know what? If you need some shelter, you can come with us. Okay. And I went. I actually went. Okay. And when I got there to that church, I don't remember what the name was, but I went there and I stayed up for like at least two hours. Mm-hmm. They, at the time, I, I just wasn't ready to convert into what they was trying to get me to do. Okay. They had me on curfews. Okay. Um, I had to stay inside the shelter for like a whole week before I was able to just go out and venture on my own. And okay. when I saw that I didn't have any freedom, mm-hmm. I actually had them take me back to my tent. Okay. They actually like tried to help me and I actually packed my stuff up and actually left and went with them. And I guarantee you, I was there for like two hours when they started explaining to me my procedures and what I had to go through. I shut it down. I told them, you know what? I'd rather be homeless again. And I went back to the tent and I wound up getting me a hotel room.
3: Okay, so, and then after that, now how did you become stable throughout all of that? And then what about your family and your friends, your immediate family? Did they know you were homeless at the time? No,
0: my mom didn't know because me and my mom... We had a relationship, but it wasn't a relationship where I'm talking to her every day. Okay. Um, she believed in giving her kids space. Um, she felt like we grown. She really mm-hmm. don't have to do too much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so she n- never really knew that. I kept it to myself. I probably talked to my mom like once a month, once every two months, unless I just really like needed some money and I concocted a life story tour and okay. see what she can do.
3: Okay. And then and what about your dad?
0: Oh, my dad in the time he was in
3: prison. Okay. And you remember what he was in prison for?
0: No, I don't because I never really had a real relationship with my dad. Um, I actually was able to like visit him a few times um, in the last few years that Mm -hmm. he's been out. But I physically don't have a connection with him like that.
3: Okay. And then for a lot of young ladies out there who were struggling like you were what gave you the incentive to get off the street and start uh, living uh a purpose-driven life what was the direction what uh helped you reach that vantage point
0: um well for one I knew that is not what I wanted I was following a man the whole entire time I was not driven on my own purpose. I was actually being a follower, listening to him.
1: Okay.
0: Um I got tired of like walking and seeing people with nice stuff ride right by me. I got tired of looking at that like okay. I was a spectator or something. Like I just it just got uncomfortable cuz it's like that can be you, you know what I'm saying? You out here walking and being homeless, you're not living up to your full potential. It's like you didn't gave up or you don't care. And on top of that,
3: Okay, and when you say walking, by being homeless, you you were just walking around every day freely with nowhere to go, nothing to do?
0: Just walking to my destinations, period. And just, okay. you know, seeing people that, that was successful um, and just watching them, examining them, how they talk to people, how they carry themselves, how they was able to just be so... Um, I'm looking for a word, I can't really say it, but either Productive. way... Productive. Right, they, okay. was, they was attracting people certain things in their life. And I was looking... I'm watching it. And I'm like, I want that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And um there's a special lady that I... I'm not going to mention her name, but okay. she's like the reason why I strive. And she's constantly giving me advice. Okay. And she may view me like a daughter sometimes to her as well, but she's the reason why I go hard. It's like... Basically, she's living a reality I always wanted to be in. I just never... I would actually be around the person that had that same, that same thinking and driving I had. And she, okay. she somewhat brings it out of me. Good. And, um, mm-hmm. I really appreciate her, but she's like, I don't want to worship her, but she's like the, a top dog in my, in my category. Like I, okay. I have to like give her her flowers.
3: Okay, good. Okay. And then, so, so, but I'm just proud of you just, just moving from that because a lot of times the homelessness, they say, are have mental illness issues. Did you have any mental illness issues?
0: Not at all. It was a okay. choice. It was a okay. stupid, poor choice listening to my boyfriend because. Okay he wants to be into the law. He thinks he knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. He doesn't believe in certain things. Mm -hmm. And if it, if it was true, you know what? So what? I still can't live like that. You know, you, you human. So we're not in the rock ages anymore. And because
3: of his thinking, that's why he's still in jail. Okay. So, so, so let me just make sure I understand. So the, the, your two children, um, I think he said eight and seven, seven and eight. Their dad is currently incarcerated. Yes. Okay. And, and, and has he been incarcerated for a period of time or, or, or is it like revolving doors where he's in and out of jail all the time?
0: He's in and out all the time. When I first met him, mm-hmm. I think like three weeks later, he went to jail and I was like, what? Okay. And then. I wind up getting him out, even though people was like, you're stupid. Don't do that. Did his mom do that. I was, I believed in him because at the time I met him, he was very articulate. He was smart. Okay. He was around good people. And I just never understood what made him always go left field. Like okay. what was he afraid of? What?
3: Why would he just go and cause chaos for no reason? Okay. So, so. Right now, you think he's, he, he is behind bars, and then, but he's been in jail for what part of the children's life? Because they say that a lot of the African-American children um, are missing out because a lot of the men are incarcerated, are on drugs. So do you what time within your relationship has he been incarcerated approximately? How, how long have you known him?
0: I've been knowing him for
3: 13 years. 13 years. Okay, and out of that 13 years, he's been incarcerated in and out of jail for what period of time? 13 years. He's been
0: in and out of jail since I met him.
3: Okay, so let me ask you a tough question. If you knew that he was like that and had a history of being lawless, why would you not only have a first child, but also have a second child with someone like that. I'm just asking a question and I'm not being judgmental. I'm just asking.
0: I um, I thought he would change. Okay. I thought he was changing. I thought he would have changed because he had kids in the progress. Okay. Um, I always was rooting for him. I'm like, okay, maybe he'll change in the back of my mind. I was assuming he would
3: change. Okay. Okay. He would grow up. Okay. Okay. And when you say grow up, how old is he currently approximately? He's 32. Okay. And how old are you? 30. 30. Okay, good. Okay. So if you had advice for another young female that was typically falling behind a male confidant in her life and it looked like things were not measuring up and that he was going astray what word of, advi- uh, of advice would you give that person or or even your own daughter if if your daughter came to you and says i, I met this guy he's wonderful i think he's going places but he have a uh, sleeping under a tent under a bridge in atlanta what would you say to your daughter what advice would you give her about getting out of that relationship
0: i would be honest where I'll tell her she should leave and just find her some better options only because that situation is just not going to work. Like somebody okay. got to have some kind of confidence in it. Like somebody got to be the, the stronger individual. Okay. Um, okay. I'm trying to like find some good words to say. Okay. Basically like just don't just, just do better. Like that's, that's, that's not the right thing to do. Um, regardless if you think you're in love or not you, you're going to have to be strong and also pray to god as well um that's the first the first and foremost thing To just ask god to just give you some strength about it to give you some courage mm-hmm. to give you some wisdom give you discernment mm-hmm. ask god to give you that strong will to push forward because i know the devil his powers are strong as well and mm-hmm. if he feel like you're weak he will attack you immediately and I still to this day deal with things like that because sometimes I feel like I'm weak mm-hmm. and, um, and I pray to God every day, like, please order my steps. God, please give me the vision to do what's necessary for my children Thank because you, somebody has to do it. Somebody got to Somebody got to be it. Mm-hmm. And I don't come from a family where it's a lot of success. You okay. know, I'm, I'm not down to my family for going to work or none of that but i just felt like they didn't push themselves to see what they can bring out themselves like the most that they can do they just did the minimum the okay. medi- the
3: mediocrity way okay so what you're saying is you didn't have the proper role models you feel you needed to be successful so you're having to just plow through it on your own might is that what you're saying yes Okay. Well, you know, I, I'm just, I, I'm in awe of you because to be 30 and to raise four children, I I can't imagine. I, I struggle with two. <laughs> so the fact that you have four and that you're 30 and it's amazing. I had my first child at 32, you're oh. 30 and you have four, right? Yeah. So it's just amazing that God has been able to provide for you and take care of you. But I'd like to find out what you have done to Dig yourself out of that hole. I understand the prayer in God because now you are living a purpose-driven life. But what are some of the things that you can uh, testify today that you did to just get you out of that hole, to get you out of a tent under a bridge downtown Atlanta, Georgia? Just just explain that. What do you think you did uh, that help catapult you in addition to the prayer and asking God to order your steps. What what did you actually physically do?
0: I started reading self-help books.
3: Good job. Um,
0: The first, I cannot recall the first self help help book that I read, but it was a really nice self-help book. But the second one I read was called the magic of thinking big and it changed my life. It somewhat changed my perspective on life. Basically the book was telling you that you just cannot, Blame your circumstances for what you're going through. You You have to think bigger. You have to speak positive in your life. You can't think negative. It basically broke down the psychology of it that a lot of us lack or don't know because we speak things. And and we don't even be realizing it subconsciously and it it be happening. Okay. So, um, I'm, I'm going to blame that book for the reason why it got me up out that mind, that crazy mindset. I read that book back in 2013 and I've read that book at least three times. Okay. It's like a Bible to me. Um, anytime I feel like I'm going to start lacking or I'm backtracking, I go back and read that book again to kind of get my spirit back intact Thank you. to see what, you know, to, to just go by the law what it's saying okay um that's the best book I've ever read okay so my <coughs>
3: self-help uh Miss Shelley was uh, Napoleon Hill's "Think and Grow Rich mm-hmm. um I love that book I started reading it when I was in college and I knew then that I wanted to do something with my life I was one of nine children mm-hmm. and I lost my mom uh at a young age and I lost my dad at a, a young age and I just knew that if it was to be that it was up to me and it seems yes. like that's what you've done and I'm just in awe of that But let me ask you another question. We had a caller that called in and asked whether or not during the time where you said you were um, you'd fallen on tough times. Did you ever dibble and dabble into any type of uh, drug use uh, or or you were just basically saying the entire time you were not on any drugs or alcohol? Did you ever dibble or dabble into any of that?
0: To be honest, I did. And to be honest with you. When I did start dibbling and drugs, it actually gave me some more type of... It gave me a different confidence. Okay. It actually just made me push whatever that I was afraid of okay. out of me.
3: Okay. And when you say drugs, like, what, what type of drugs?
0: So, I did do a little cocaine. Okay. Um... I don't recommend nobody do that, but that's what okay. I did. Okay. I did it for like maybe six months and I got off cause I was hanging around the wrong, the, the wrong person. Okay. I was dating this dude and they was into drugs. So I wound up falling victim to it. And then when I realized what I was doing, okay. I just was like, you know what, get up out of that. Okay. But, um, it did kind of open up another.
3: avenue. So, yeah,
0: it really did. Uh-huh. Like in a, I hate to say it, but in a good way, it just pushed whatever that I was holding back out of me okay because it was it'd be times where people would come at me and talk to me crazy and sometimes i hold it in i won't say nothing or i just walk away okay um i've always dealt with people doing that to me even in high school i you know i stayed uh back in back to my juvenile you know i didn't really grow up in a good condition either i stayed in and out of juvenile centers okay and um even when i get out, I'll go to school. I just never knew why people did not like me. I didn't mess with nobody. Um, I did keep myself up. I would wear my real hair and stuff, but Mm -hmm. yet people just always felt the need to just mess with me. I, I even got jumped one time because I was not paying the girl no attention. I was ignoring her and she just, Mm-hmm. I don't know. A whole bunch of girls came out of me and jumped me. So
3: so you I, think drugs drugs helped you with that fear of phobia? Yeah. Okay. And then did, did you ever use anything stronger than cocaine? No. Okay. And then what about marijuana? Have you ever tried that? Yeah,
0: I did. Okay. Um, now,
3: do you think that was a gateway into the cocaine use or no? No. Okay. No. It was not. Okay. Not in my...
0: It wasn't for me. Okay. I, I can't speak for
3: everyone else's people. Okay. Gotcha. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> Um, so right now um, if you had a word of advice about the drug use especially for young women what would you tell them uh, about avoiding that and becoming victim to their circumstances
0: <clears throat> well for one that is not an option i think that's the devil in your ear anytime you know drugs come to play That ain't nothing but the devil and i just ask you that you just find a Just go read a book, go take a walk, go find somebody to talk to, go get some counseling, some therapy, because that's what I should have did Uh, instead of spending all my money. um, I would advise you to just get with a mentor, um, Mm -hmm. get with someone that's doing a little better than you, that that have had problems of their own and they overcame it and now they're living their best life. Okay. I would advise... Uh, any women or any woman to Mm -hmm. just do that to just find a a leader a woman leader Mm -hmm. um because a pastor past i mean there's nothing wrong with talking to a pastor Mm -hmm. i just think in reality realization i think you should just go to a woman about Mm -hmm. that situation a woman that may be in your shoes Mm -hmm. that have done crazy things Mm -hmm. and she overcame it with the power of um god helping her Mm-hmm. Um
3: so what you're saying is find a role model that you can mimic and and work towards some of the things that they have learned and that they have adopted to make them whole. Yes. Uh, in addition to the prayer and the faith. Yes. Correct. All the
0: books, okay. all the book, self-help books I've read, they say the same thing. Okay. Find someone that is where you want to be and you ask them advice. Good. what to do what not to do how to do it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um some wisdom okay you know.
3: well you are just uh, to to, um, to have have come from where you have come and, and to arrive at where you are today is. I'm just in awe of that but it just shows you that God is just able when we pray and ask him to order our steps that he's going to be there and I was wondering whether or not you have time to sit with us through the break uh, because I'd like to hear a little bit more about your story and then all the things that you're doing right now because I understand you're an entrepreneur, uh, you have a courier business, and um, yes. you're doing a lot of other things within the community as well, and you're mm-hmm. also giving back. So can you please stick with us during the break and uh, help us just learn and understand a little bit more so we could think and grow rich and yes, be on our course. way as well miss Shelley. yes <laughs> okay so you've been listening to dr bonnie bonita with the view on the live and legendary wigo 1570 a.m and we will be right back with miss Shelley johnson thank you
2: dr bonnie bonita with a view will be right back
1: Good music lives here on WIGO
0: AM fifteen seventy, Ellenwood, Morrow, Georgia. We are the legendary WIGO, pace
1: fifteen seventy AM, Atlanta.
3: Hi, you're looking. You're listening to Dr. Bonnie Benita with the View, and thank you for joining the WIGO fifteen seventy legendary station. I'm here with Miss Shelley Johnson today, and we're talking about how to overcome and how to improve on your life, on your relationships, on the mission and the purpose, and also making sure that you have God's purpose for your life. And, Michelle again, hello, and thanks for coming back on the second half of the show.
0: Yes, ma'am. No problem.
3: Okay, I wanted to talk with you a little bit more about, um, when I was looking over your dossier, some information on you, it talked about uh, mental and physical abuse uh, by one of your children's dad, can you elaborate on that and what happened?
0: Um, shoot, so many things happened.
3: Okay, when you say abused, how were you abused by either one of your children's father? Um. I guess I'd say verbal abuse. Okay, so you were never struck or hit by either one of them? No. Okay, so basically it was verbal, uh, mentally, you were mentally abused by them. Okay, so during the time when you were in between homelessness or being homeless, you were never a victim of domestic violence or abuse at all?
0: Trying to think. I'm so sorry.
3: Well, that's um, okay. I'm glad. Maybe me and him uh-huh. got
0: into it maybe like one time.
3: Okay. Um,
0: we got into a little really heated argument. Okay. Um, I forgot what it was really about. But
3: but nothing where you were hit or punched or shoved or anything um, like that.
0: Well, yeah, he hit me and I hit him back.
3: Okay. Okay. So so what what do you think you did to deter that relationship or to get out of that abusive situation?
0: I mean, I went and got some air and went out to eat and came back home to it at the time. Okay. Because, and I only stayed around with him because at the time I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't have any family up here. I'm by myself. Okay. Um, I was 19 at the time and I didn't really know anybody but the people he knew. Okay. So basically it's like, I got to start my own life. I need to go out there and meet my own, you know what I'm saying? Create my own family because I didn't, I just didn't have it here. So I I just stayed there until I was strong enough to um leave and build my own self back up to get okay. um, stable again.
3: Okay and during the uh, our discussions off air you said that you were able to take responsibilities for your own actions and inactions and you think that was what catapulted you to being successful now in your life and when you say take responsibility explain that a little bit more when you say I, I know now to take responsibility for what I do and who I am
0: so basically you got to hold yourself accountable like okay you know you're going through things you're in situations where you know it's wrong but yet okay. you still stand there so you got to make a decision like okay or you know do you continue want to be a victim okay or do you want to just move forward leave it and just move on with your life and I chose to so stop being a victim, stop playing the, the blame game, because at the end of the day, I still all I have is myself. I came in this world by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even have to know them people, but I wound up surrounding myself around that. So mm-hmm. I had to just take accountable, like get yourself together, like leave, go out there and get a job, go meet new people, okay. you know, just start a different type of um, avenue for you another lane for myself
3: okay so uh, coming from being homeless to where you are now um and i saw your new mercedes parked outside next to my car <laughs> <laughs> i am jealous uh
1: but i not be I'm,
3: well i'm just happy <laughs> for you
1: i'm
0: happy too it's one of my dream cars i always wanted a mercedes and All right. i'm gonna tell you the reason why i always wanted one i don't i just i don't know um I was walking one time to the bus stop and I had seen this, um, dark skin lady in one. And at the time this had to be in 2011 mm-hmm. and she just looked it so happy and so successful and she just made me want to get one. Right. And, um, and then that's when I start hanging around, um, my, uh, my two, well, Keith O'Brien, Mm -hmm. He had a a nice lady friend. She wound up getting it. So I was like, oh, my God. I just felt like I was at the right place at the right time because she was actually driving the car that I had wanted. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that model, but it was just a Mercedes itself. So Mm -hmm. I really feel like sometimes when you think yourself into things, you attract it. And next thing you know, you around it.
3: Good. So uh,
0: I really do believe in vision. I really do.
3: Okay. And you you mentioned to me that you had a vision board and a dream board. And and describe your your dream board and your vision board for the future. This is 2023. So describe 2024 and 2025 to me of your life and where you'd like to be and where you'd like to go and what that would actually look like for you.
0: Well, I do would like to... um, be financially stable. Okay. So I do have like money on my board. Um I have hustle on my board because I know you have to like really strive and really put a lot of time and a lot of effort into being, you know, an entrepreneur mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Um I also put marriage. I have a picture of a lady and a man holding their hands together Thank with they, you, with they both with they red. Yeah. Because I really, Thank I you, like God. commitment. Mm-hmm. I really do think, um, two heads is, are better than one That's right. and it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you get more out of life when you have a partner It's not as hard. You know what I'm saying? Cause both of you guys are on the same page. Both of you guys are trying to do something and you, you kind of on the same page. So I think acquiring success won't be as hard. <clears throat>
3: Okay. So let me ask you a question. I love that. And as a matter of fact, I have a vision for it too. And on mine is a, a winter home and a summer home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. And then just asking God for as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me ask you, l- let's go back to some of the attributes you think that helped uh, catapult you to uh, now being successful now being in a position where you can help others because I understand that you volunteer a lot with the different churches and you help a lot of the homeless and you Mm -hmm. also help women who are going through domestic violence issues but um, if you could just sum up one word that says everything about who you are and what you're doing what would that one word be or or two words or three words how do you best describe where you're headed where you're going where you've been and um and our our board operator uh eli he played i'm every woman and i love that (laughs) and i thought about you because you've done so much right single parent On top of being a single parent with raising one-year-old twins and a seven-year-old and an eight-year-old, I digress. I cannot imagine. So what do you think one or two or three words or a statement that best describes who you are and where you're going?
0: For one, I feel like I'm relentless because nothing can stop me, okay. regardless of what it is. I don't care. I've been homeless before. I've been to the bottom, so nothing can touch me physically. I'm not going to go crazy and lose my mind if if I just have an exterior situation just happen to me, so I feel like I'm relentless.
3: Okay, good, good. Okay, I love that relentless. Um, Any
0: sorry.
3: other words that best describe who you are and what you're doing?
0: Okay, um... I'm gonna say powerful because I can influence people. Um, I have a way of attracting things in my life, and it comes to play. Um, Dynamic. uh, I'm not really too um, firm on that word. Okay, really what it means, but I know it's something positive. Okay, Uh, I'm faithful. I could okay. be loyal to a T to any, everybody. Once okay. I see that you start having my best interest okay. and you help me out, I kind of stay connected to that because that's helping me grow. And I respect people like that. I don't just, you know, use people, and throw them away. Okay. Um, I'm very prayerful. Okay. Um, Prayer for weaning you
3: that you you your belief in God and that He's ordering your steps.
0: Yes, I really do believe in a daily dose of that. Just okay. you know, seeking seeking guidance at always. Okay, and I'm also grateful. Okay, um I'm grateful to just be up and speaking and talking because I appreciate the free things that I get first, which is okay. me being able to see, talk, walk, being able to function. Because there's a lot of people out here; they're not able to get up out their bed, they're not able to see, even though. They have stronger senses. It's Mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. you know, I came acquitted with everything and I don't want to keep taking it for granted. Even with my brain, I appreciate that because that's, you know, our biggest asset.
3: That's right. That's right. Okay.
0: I'm humble as well. I'm extremely humble. Um, I don't look down on others. Okay. Because I can have myself today and tomorrow I can be gone. So I don't believe in always looking down on others. I can when it's a time to, but Uh deep down inside, that is not who I am. I'm extremely humble.
3: Good. Good. I'm so proud of you. I am. And then, so what words of wisdom would you like to share with our audience or anybody that might be going through the struggle, going through hurt, going through pain, uh, going through loss of relationship, a uh, loss of a loved one? What would you like to say to them? Because you are an overcomer and an overachiever. So what words of wisdom would you like to share to our, with our audience?
0: Um, don't let your, don't allow your circumstances to define you. You know, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you think you're ugly. I don't care if you think you're fat. That's all circumstantial. Like, don't let that define you. Be above that. You gotta think, you gotta think it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta see yourself there first. And once you see yourself there first, everything's gonna start aligning and aligning. I know it sounds Hard Mm -hmm. and it sounds easy because I make it sound easy, but it Mm -hmm. really is. You just Mm got to think different, just think positively, and just don't let your circumstances define you. Because, like I said, here I am I'm not married, I've never been married before. Mm -hmm. I have four children by two different men, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna be honest with you they're not helping me financially. They're Mm -hmm. not one Mm -hmm. can't help me, and the other one. Mm -hmm. He has excuses. Well, I got other kids, so that's his excuse. You know what I'm saying? And I have his kids too. I'm like, okay, you got them. But so I feel, I figure. you know what? He can die tomorrow. I did what? So I have to think deep like that as well. Mm -hmm. And just Mm -hmm. try to work on my circumstances, like do Mm -hmm. what you think you need, you know, do what you need to do best. Good. You know, don't, don't keep sleeping with men without making them a real commitment. You know, that's right. sometimes, I think I may have low self-esteem if I'm moving like that. I can't believe I'm admitting that, but it's just, it just seems that way because I keep getting into situations and they're Mm -hmm. like the same cause and effect. So now I Mm -hmm. need to check myself. Like, okay, what is you doing? Like, are you, what are you loaning for? What do you feel like you need? Like,
3: well, Miss Shelley, we all fall short from the goodness and the grace of God. So, and every now and then I'm sure everybody rethink there's themselves, their purpose. Um, but whether you're too fat, too skinny, uh, eat too much, don't eat too much. There's a lot of issues that we all share, but the one common uh, bond to me is the faith right. that we make sure that our faith is relentless and you mentioned relentless that, that we have faith and family and friends and i think that one of the organizations i'm working with sisters united everywhere we help young women like you who are are truly overcomers and who are trying to overcome different obstacles because we all have obstacles right. but we all share a common thread and a common dream is to be successful and right. to live our god-driven purpose-driven life exactly. so um i i commend you for everything that you're doing i understand you also also you're going back to school as well yes That's amazing, and we know that education is the key. Statistics tells us that women and men who both who who have a degree, both of men and women, uh, they do a lot better financially in life because of their different degrees. So I enter. I
0: believe in it. I believe it. Thank you,
3: Jesus. So I'm just happy for you about that, but I do uh, employ you and other women. Out there, to look us up, sisters united everywhere, where we basically we are a debt of gratitude to our forefathers, uh, and the generation that came before us, that whom we are now having to stand on their shoulders mm-hmm. to help each one reach one and each one teach one. So I think that we owe a debt of gratitude to them because. We have to dig back to our roots and our ancestors and our forefathers uh, where there was a village and the village concept protected its own. We have to get back to that. And you've said a lot of different things on how... uh, role models and people you looked up to help dig you out of that dark place where you were. And I think that if we think in terms of our future and our generation and what we want for our children and what we want for our children's children, and that means we have to do better. And how do we do better, Miss Shelley? Because we know better exactly. and we learn better and we understand better. And we also understand that, we have to reach back and help those who are less fortunate for whatever reason. Uh, and this is not the blame game because we all fall short for different reasons. Right. And no reason is any greater or better or worse than another reason. Right. So I'm just just excited that God has guided your life and allow you to raise those wonderful children and that he's giving you the resources and the financial ability to do that. But you also understand the need to reach back and help others who are less fortunate and also to tell your story I'm delighted about your story and I hear that <laughs> there's a book that you're you're coming out with uh, that will talk about your story um, how soon can we expect that book
0: um, it's going to be maybe, maybe a year or two okay. it's a lot that I can uncover and I know okay. they got to do a lot of editing <laughs> so I just I don't, I don't even know where to start because okay. you know I don't know. I didn't let my circumstances define me. You know that's what I'm right, saying? And I'm going to share right. like one more deep, dark secret. Okay. So yes. I was molested as a child. So, I'm so sorry
3: to hear that. Ms. And
0: I started having sex at a very young age. Okay. So and, I, I and do you
3: think that that was because of the molestation?
0: Um, yes. Okay. And how yes. old
1: were
3: you, Ms. Shelley, when you were molested? If you had to guess.
0: I think I had to be either 7 or 8. I was my little girl's age.
3: Oh my god, I'm I was so my little sorry. Age I'm so sorry. It was about family
0: that. member of course. Okay. So, um I'm and so sorry. I, I used to blame I used to hate my mom and blame her because I wasn't in her supervision. I was at my aunt's house. And you know, I'm not my aunt's child. I'm her niece. Okay. So, you know, for whatever reason, it just what it was, mm-hmm. but I didn't let that define me. I didn't let I didn't get on drugs and just Like I said, I dipped and dabbed in it, but I didn't just get on them heavenly and just say, you know what? F my reality. Um, I I, I went through this and I don't want to like use that as an excuse on why I can't grow. So yeah, I have a lot of circumstances that I have went and gone through and I overcame and overcame and I just, I refuse to just let that define my life. It (laughs) happened to me. The memory would never go away. I like that. I like the the, would never go I away. I love
3: that, Michelle, and you are reminiscent of me saying, "It's not what you call me; it's what I answer exactly. to." That's exactly. That's right. So, so you were able to overcome being molested. You were able to overcome being homeless. You were able to overcome being a single parent left. Uh, to take care of four young children, seven, eight, and twins that are one. And you're still moving and shaking and doing. I am in awe of you. And I just thank God that he continued to shape and mold you in your life. And that right now you can honestly say you are doing the God's work and 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 living a purpose driven life. Oh I my am. God, that's amazing!
0: Because am. He sent, because God sent so many great people around me. Every time I put myself first, when I'm driven, when I'm obeying the law that He you know, lays down with you and just believing and giving back. Like he blesses me back tremendously. I cannot take that from him. And Mm -hmm. I encourage anybody to get on board. Like always be a big giver and believe in yourself.
3: Thank you, God.
0: Motivate yourself. Have confidence. I, I have I'm very highly confident. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm probably overconfident.
3: <laughs> no such thing <laughs> <laughs> it, it helps me and that's why I
0: choose to drive nice cars, especially a, a Mercedes it was just a, a trophy for me because it's just that's right. something to strive for that's right. and I'm thirty years old and that's right. and you know a lot of people look at me crazy, oh, you just got that car because it's a Mercedes. I'm like, so what? you mm-hmm. go and do you you go right. you drink alcohol, you smoke cigarettes. That's your habit. That's this is my habit. That's why I want right. to spend my money on. It's helping me. It's it's helping me. I gotta.
3: That's right. I
0: gotta come. Compensate from something.
3: That's right. Well, whatever floats your boat, right? As right. long as you're not doing anything illegal, right. you're not I'm harming not, anybody, right. you're not hurting anybody. And that's
0: what I say too. I'm not over here knocking people heads over for my success. I'm really right. doing it the right way. It, you, it's Jesus. a journey, and I'm okay with my journey because I've been God. going through it. Thank I've been going through it, and okay. I know I'm going to go through some more. That's I'm not. Okay. A, I'm not afraid of my trials and tribulations because I Thank know. You, Jesus. I know the devil works hard. He works mm-hmm. extremely hard on me. But you know what? God, works harder
3: oh thank he you works harder so 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 and then so in the words of wisdom today um would you have anything else you'd like to share to a lot of people who may or may not be going through your circumstances but need to hear a word from you about how you prevailed
0: just have a vision just see yourself somewhere that's all that's like the most i can tell you because that's what i've been doing all my life I've always seen myself somewhere else better. And that is probably why I'm able to be where I'm in, to where I am today. Because I've always visualized myself doing better and better and better. Like, don't go for the low blows. The average thinking, the average doing, do something different. Um, and just don't let your your um circumstances define you. And, and stop making poor excuses. Oh, I ain't got this. Which When you do that, you are at, actually making your brain produce those thoughts.
3: Gotcha. You know
0: what I'm saying? When you say, oh, my gosh, I hate my life, your brain is going to make you hate your life. When you be like, oh, my gosh, I love my life, your brain is going to produce thoughts to make you love your life. So that is, is you know, that's all I know to just think positive. I ain't gonna say I get mad and talk crap. I do. However, I hurry up and reframe it because I know I'm speaking life in myself and I don't wanna speak ill on it and I'm getting ill ill results.
3: That's right. So. Well, thank you, Jesus. Well, Michelle, I'd like to, if you'd allow me to say a prayer for you and your family. Yes. Thank you and any other listeners out there that might need a word of prayer, Father God, we come before you today, Sister Shelley, her children, her family, Father God, you know what's in her heart, Father God, and you know what she needs, and we just ask God, Father God, that you will allow her her heart's desire father god so she will commit continue to commit to you and apply herself and the skills the experience the knowledge the exposure and the passion and the drive father god that she has for you and her will over her life father god we just ask that you continue to instill in her all the things that will allow her to achieve true justice with the peace the passion, the purpose, and the equity for her life, Father God. We ask that you continue to work with her through good times and through bad times, Father God. We ask that you also impact her life on the positive, significant things, Father God, that she need. Father God, as vast as the ocean, as wide as the sea, Father God, we just ask that you continue to reign on her and her career and her family, Father God, that you make her continue to be whole and great in your name, Father God, and that you defeat any of her enemies, Father God, and anything that is not of you and for you and by you, Father God. We just ask that you cast those things, Father God, and that you allow her a powerful army, Father God, to to go before her, Father God, to arrogantly and boldly do the things that she cannot do on her own, Father God. We just ask, Father God, that you keep continuing to encourage her with your words of wisdom and your prophetic words from Isaiah, Father God, that you are my servant. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will always strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteousness, Father God. In Jesus' name, Isaiah 41 and 9 and 10. Father God, we just thank you today, Father God. We thank you for her success, Father God. We thank you for her visit to WIGO. Fifteen seventy am father god we just ask that you continue to help her father god be powerful and then also father god you continue to light up her light her life where it may be dark father god that you continue to order her path and that you be a co laborer with you with her father god and that you continue to just help her on her merry way father god because she is doing your word and your deed Father got not hers and that you allow her to live a purpose driven life for the rest of her life, Father God, in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. 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 And thank you Sister Shelly Johnson. Thank you so much for your life. Thank you for God's will on your life and thank you for those wonderful children. And please let us know, keep us updated on your book and let us know if we can do anything here at WIGO to help you sustain what you have going on because we are so proud of you and we know you are deserving of that <laughs> parent of the year. (laughs) congratulations this is dr bonnie bonita with the view i will see you next time on the legendary the true wigo 1570 a.m we'll see you soon thank you thank you
2: we hope you enjoyed dr bonnie bonita with a view Please remember to send in any questions or comments to dot 1570com or you can reach Dr. Bonnie Benita directly at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com. You can also join our Army of Volunteer Advocates. It takes a village. Our email address is Dr. Bonnie Bonita at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com.